Hi, I'm Wendy Merchant, founder and executive director of STEM Blazers, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. STEM Blazers is a nonprofit organization that works with middle school and high school girls to inspire them to visualize themselves in science, technology, engineering, and math. Today's episode is hosted by Katie Fur, and she will be speaking with Lindsay Cross. Lindsay has a degree in aerospace engineering and works as an engineer for some really cool companies, which includes robotics and computer hardware and software. In this podcast, I love that Lindsay shares her perspective about STEM as a high school student and how it changed as she became a professional. So many middle school and high school girls veer away from STEM because oftentimes there is a stigma attached to it that it's not cool. But I love how Lindsay breaks it all down and sets the record straight. As a female engineer and woman of color, Lindsay shares her thoughts about working to earn respect from her colleagues and in the industry overall. Her experience has been a catalyst for volunteering with STEM Blazers, and I've personally seen her in action as a mentor and role model for young girls. She's absolutely fantastic and such an inspiration. Katie Fur does a great job guiding the conversation today, so please enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome back. I am Katie Fur and I am a STEM Blazers alum. I was in the South Metro chapter for the school year of 2019 to 2020. I am volunteering with STEM Blazers as a take a gap year. STEM Blazers has opened up so many doors and new possibilities for girls, including myself. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. So my first question for you is, what was your relationship like with STEM as a child throughout high school and college, and how has it changed over time? Great question. Um, it's definitely changed. I'll say that. I was always really good at math and science. Uh, I took advanced math classes. Uh, took a lot of physics classes, but to be honest, when I was younger, I was just really focused on sports. Like basketball was my life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to college for this. Uh, I'm going to go and be in the WNBA. Um, and so I kind of ignored that I kind of found math and science enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I just really enjoyed being able to get finite answers to questions. Um, whereas I struggled in writing and language arts where things were a bit more open-ended um even though that's not really what it's like at all yeah Uh, so yeah over the course of my life i kind of learned to enjoy it um and there's a point in college uh kind of probably senior year of high school where i realized who cares if you know math and science isn't cool you're obviously not going to the WNBA for basketball uh so (laughs) what's your next step here and I kind of did some research in what I could do with STEM. And that kind of led me to aerospace engineering, which is what I graduated in. So now I enjoy it. Uh, I can do both. I can play sports and I can do STEM, mm-hmm. uh, which not a lot of people realize. So uh, it's kind of just grown from being kind of ashamed and think it was nerdy to like thinking it's the coolest thing ever and incorporating it in my lifestyle. That's good. I'm glad you finally realized that yeah. STEM is cool. Yeah, exactly. So what types of projects did you work on during college and what did you learn throughout the process? I had a lot of really fun projects. I went to the University of Southern California, which allowed me, which is in Los Angeles, by the way, um, and it allowed us a lot of access to really cool 
companies like SpaceX was really close by. And, um, you know, Lockheed Martin was really close by. Um, but what I was really proud of is I worked for the Kelly Slater Wave Company, and we had this project. Um, if you don't know who Kelly Slater is, he's this kind of old surfer dude. Uh, he's kind of, yeah, he's actually, he's a pretty good surfer. He's not an old surfer dude. He's a very good surfer. And he had this dream to make a wave pool mm -hmm. that would have endless waves for surfers. And this is perfect for Los Angeles. So I worked on a project on the wave pool where we tried introducing um, crazy amount of jet water coming from beneath the waves to see if we could change the shape of it. It didn't really work. Mm -hmm. But at least we knew that doing that wouldn't work. And we kind of uh, sold that idea to the company. And they actually have a really cool wave pool in Santa Cruz right now, where if you have a ton of money, you can go surf it. I uh, also worked on fingertips for uh, prosthetic hands. Um, and that kind of morphed into a company that makes these um, kind of hands for robots um, that can pick up different things really carefully and not crush them. Uh, so those are two of the coolest projects I worked on while in college, we'll say. Oh, wow. And you just did that in college, right? That's so cool. I did those two in college, yeah, which was a lot. And, you know, yeah. it took a lot of time. It was like almost like an extracurricular activity. But mm -hmm. I learned so much in them having that hands-on experience. Like, it's, it's really hard to say how important it is if you're going to be an engineer to get that hands-on experience while you're in school. Okay, so now you work at System76. Can you explain what your role is mm -hmm. and how working at a smaller company has shaped your career? Yeah, so this is a pretty small company. There's maybe 50 people that work there. And there's uh, two of us engineers, uh, mechanical engineers slash manufacturing engineers. And so we're kind of doing everything, um, which is different than what I'm used to, where you're just in this design role and you're only designing a product and then you hand it off to manufacturing and they manufacture it. Whereas we're kind of doing the design, but we're also handling how we manufacture it. And we're also doing things in our factory. Like today I was installing shelving um, into <laughs> the ground because, you know, there's not a ton of people to do it. So you kind of just need mm -hmm. to pick it up and do it. Um, so it's more of a, uh, overseeing everything and making sure um, everything gets done well from design all the way to shipping to the customer and beyond. Whereas before I was working in very specific roles where I was working on very specific things. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of teaching me about how to really truly create a product from start to finish. Um, and also it teaches me more of the operation side of how that stuff gets done. That's amazing. Would you suggest someone to start in a smaller company as a first job or at a larger company? Oh, um, I think it would be extremely overwhelming at a small company mm -hmm. just starting out. Although you've learned a ton, um, it might be hard for you to manage everything coming at you and yeah. all of the things you have to do. And you're expected to do things outside of your job description quite mm -hmm. frequently. Um and generally things move really quickly in small businesses. So um, if you're not used to that, that might be tough. Um, and I think me starting at a larger company and being able to have mentors because there are so many people there, I think that was really crucial to me being able to find 
uh, more roles in the future and being more confident as an engineer. So I would suggest going to a larger company. I think you'd learn a ton um, just learning from other people and other mentors if you have that opportunity. So how do you define success within your career? Whoa, how do I define success? Well, since I'm building products, I would say I design and build a product that um, a user can use seamlessly. That means it's not confusing for them to use it. Um, they don't run into issues. They don't think like, why did they put this stupid thing here? I wish they wouldn't have done that. Um, and most importantly that they, you know, they're safe. <laughs> I used to work with toys and you had to make sure kids don't burn themselves or accidentally shock themselves by putting a battery in the wrong way, stuff like that. But bigger picture, just being able to create a product for someone that actually makes a difference in their lives and actually makes things either easier for them or makes things more enriching. Um, and if someone, um, you know, tells me that my product was able to do that, then I think I've been successful. That's good. So thank you so much for answering the first few questions. We will be back um, after a quick break with more questions. Cool. Hi, it's Wendy. I'm excited to share that STEM Blazers will be celebrating women breaking through during the month of May. We will be sharing on our social media networks the women in our community, including individuals who have received a promotion at work, maybe an award, and of course our students graduating from high school and college. We want to celebrate with you, so please go to our website at www.stemblazers.org and nominate yourself or someone you would like to move into the spotlight. Thank you for being part of the STEM Blazers community, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the conversation. Okay, Lindsay, can you talk about your career journey to Spiro? What's the process in getting a job like that? Sure. Um, so after college, I, I graduated in aerospace engineering and I went, I came back to Colorado. My family was out here, or they are out here, <laughs> and uh, got a job with a company called Seeker Engineering. And at Seeker, they're, they're an aerospace company and they worked on space electronics. And so this is uh, a larger company. So I got um, experience working with engineers that really knew what they were doing. So I learned a ton at that job. Um, but after you know six, seven years, I kind of got the itch to work with startups. Mm -hmm. um, it was all the rage back then. It still kind of is. <laughs> so I did some consulting uh, on the side and worked with some startups and helped them kind of get their quirky designs into like a prototype. And then if the prototype works, then we try to do a small production run. And so I was working on a ton of different projects um, that were all consumer facing, whereas before I was just working with uh, aerospace where you send it up in space and pray that it works. <laughs> uh, whereas this is a bit more hands-on, a bit quicker. And mm -hmm. um, I kind of showed that I could juggle a lot of different hats and I was able to produce products that uh, consumers would use. Mm -hmm. And I was actually looking for jobs for my now husband. And I saw that Spiro was hiring for a mechanical engineer. And I'd kind of been following for a while. Um, and up until that point, they've done a lot of 
Star Wars and Disney robots. So mm-hmm. if you've seen the little BB-8 robot or the little R2-D2 robot that kind of run around and you control them with your phone, Sphero made those. And they're a company up here in Boulder, so I followed them really closely. And so I was like, hey, what the heck? Uh, it'd be cool to work for this company, even though I don't really need to you know, look for a new job. So I applied to Sphero and they immediately brought me in. They they told me my experience working with consulting and being able to work on a ton of projects at once um, was really kind of important to them. Yeah. And they also loved that I was building these prototypes myself and being super hands-on. Um, and so if you do want to work for a company like Sphero in the future, I highly suggest uh, building stuff and tinkering with things and doing side projects. Because those are the things that a company like Spiro looks at first, and then they look at your kind of career tra- trajectory after that. Um, but if they know you know how to tinker and know how to build and design things from scratch, uh, then they're like, okay, we can mold you into a uh, employee of ours just as long as you are willing to. That's so cool. <laughs> um, so from your experience, do you have any advice for young women who are looking for jobs? Yeah. Um, it's definitely difficult to get that first job. I remember how hard it was for me. Just yeah, after you get your first job, it's so much easier uh, because you have that experience and um, you kind of have that in. But uh, one really important thing is making connections. You know, your parents might be like, hey, you should talk to this lady. She works for this company or you should do this. Um, but it's super important to make those connections. And I think STEM Blazers is actually a great way to make those connections. Mm-hmm. Like my first job, um, I got it because um, the owners, I, I kind of knew their daughters growing up. And so I reached out to them and I emailed them. And I was like, hey, I don't know if you are hiring any mechanical engineers, but uh, I'm looking. I'm back in Colorado. And they're like, of course, Lindsay, come in and interview. And just getting that step in with someone who is there yeah. is really helpful. Um, so I would say don't ignore the networking events. Go to them and meet all these awesome women who can help get you jobs in the future. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, with Stem Blazers, I have met so many women, that mm-hmm. amazing women. And it's crazy how important it is to just get to know others. I've gone to job shadows and I've, yeah, it, it's yeah. amazing. It's really good. Yeah, remember those ladies in the future when you're looking for internships and jobs. Yeah. I'm sure they'd be willing to help out. You're right. I'll, I'll keep them in mind. <laughs> Did you have to overcome any difficulties as a woman in STEM in your career so far, and especially as a woman of color? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They always talk about imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. It's very real, and it's very hard to also distinguish if, especially when you're just starting a job, and probably your first job too. This, I think that was the hardest for me. Is whether they were doubting me because I was a young engineer or whether they are doubting me because I was a woman and even a woman of color engineer. That was always tough for me to figure out and tough for me to swallow. And I, I feel like, you know, we have to work twice as hard to get the same recognition. And that's very true. And so that's something I've kind of come to accept in my career is that I have to work harder and be a little more perfect, if you will. And I kind of hope if I go through this, then maybe you don't have to do that in the future. And maybe, you know, men you're working with won't automatically think less of you because they've, you know, had exposure to an awesome female engineer previously. 
And that's kind of what a lot of us in these mentor roles are doing is kind of paving the way for future engineers so that, you know, people don't think, oh, that's a women engineer. She's blah, blah, blah. Then I think like, no, that's a women engineer. She's awesome. Like I worked with this woman who did all of this incredible stuff. So it is tough, but I, I think getting, it was very helpful to get through with mentors and people who are in positions just like me and being able to talk through stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're going to, you know, go forward in STEM careers, I highly suggest you find a community and keep a community to kind of help talk through things when things are tough. We'll say that. (laughs) So you talk about how important it is to have a mentor. Have you been able to mentor um, within STEM Blazers? Yeah, um, I'm volunteering right now and kind of uh, designing fun little robotic exercises for these girls. Um, But I've just been connected with a young woman who really wants to get into robotics. Um, And we're starting a conversation there and hopefully uh, that will blossom into something awesome in the future. Or hopefully we're making robots together, which would be super fun. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for helping out in STEM Blazers and inspiring all these young girls. Of course. I, I love it. It's as rewarding for me as it is for you. It's a nice break from the day to be able to go and talk to awesome young ladies like you and inspire them. Okay, uh, Lindsay, so you are a mentor um, with STEM Blazers, and, but how did you even get involved with STEM Blazers to begin with? It's kind of a funny story. I was working at Sphero, um, but really wanted to kind of get more involved in the community outside of Sphero. Um, with my job, I was doing a lot of, you know, a lot, definitely a lot of outreach to young people, but I really wanted to get involved with a local organization. And so I'm pretty sure I Googled STEM for girls in Colorado and STEM places came up. So <laughs> I reached out to Wendy and we chatted and Wendy's like, oh my God, this is incredible. I can't believe like you just found us randomly. So it was meant to be. Yeah. I'll say that. Well, we're we're lucky to have you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay, so what kind of impact do you think STEM Blazers and organizations for girls in STEM have on young women and girls? I love the approach that STEM Blazers has where they not only introduce these young women to mentors and really awesome women in STEM who are doing really cool things, but they also provide a really safe community uh, for girls to kind of grow and stem together. That's not intimidating um, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it's not intimidating at all. <laughs> but uh, that helps you kind of learn to love STEM in a way that you wouldn't be able to um, if you were, let's say, you know, in a club that where there are a ton of boys there. Like, you know, First Robotics is a great example. It's very boy dominated. Um, but yeah, but uh, hopefully these girls can kind of grow and learn to love STEM together. And then when they're ready, like your age, they can start reaching out to these mentors and figuring out if they want to pursue a career in STEM and what that kind of looks like. Mm-hmm. I can relate with um, like a robotics clubs being like male dominated yeah. other than technology student association. You are cool. all boys and it was yeah. me and my friend only girls and then I found STEM Blazers and it was just a different I even got her, got her involved with STEM Blazers uh-huh. it was a different 
atmosphere. I was able to open up more. I wasn't yes. as shy or yeah. I didn't feel like I had to present myself in a different way. Like I could be oh, me. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. That's really cool to hear that STEM Blazers did that for you. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm so glad because I can only imagine if you were still in your TSA with your friends where you yeah. would be now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, STEM Blazers has for sure changed my life a lot. Oh, cool. Okay, so can you talk about what you want the future of STEM to look like? Oh, okay. Let me think. I want it to be more inclusive. I would like it to be less of a boys club where, you know, it's less of a boys nerd club, but just inclusive of everyone, no matter what your background is, no matter what you enjoy to do outside of your um, career, um, no matter your color, your gender, anything. And I think if it becomes more inclusive, I think there'll be more technology design, we'll say, that are inclusive of others. Um, so, you know, AI won't have a weird bias to it. Mm -hmm. um, robotics won't be able, won't be designed to only work with able-bodied folks. Um, stuff like that. And I hope that the, you know, STEM careers and all these companies kind of realize that it's really important to be diverse and it's really important for the future because that's the way the future is going. Yeah, it's really important. And I yeah. hope it does change. I hope it will be more inclusive in the future <laughs> or now. That would be yeah, nice. Yeah, but... now, but, yeah, let's do it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so now this is the time for the rapid fire question round. Uh -oh. I will ask you a series of questions and you can answer them as fast as you can. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, yes. Okay. What is the best class you have taken? Uh, calculus. Oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> All right. I'm already failing. Um, AP Calculus BC. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, what type of environment do you like to work in? Uh, I like to work in a collaborative, small team environment. Nice. Coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. Okay. Describe yourself in a hashtag. Robot. <laughs> robot? Okay. Um, who is your female STEM icon? Uh, it's Mae Jemison. Okay, nice. Mm -hmm. What are the three things you cannot live without? Um, coffee, Wi-Fi, sad. Uh, sparkling water. Oh, okay. I think it's funny. A few, a lot of the guests have said coffee. <laughs> You know, it's sad, but it's true. What is the best compliment you have ever received? Uh, that I changed their perception of what a female engineer is. That's a great compliment. Yeah. What is a book that everyone should read? Ooh, um, Creativity Inc. If you want to be a product designer. Okay. And lastly, this question we ask all of our guests. Danny, where you are now, what advice would you give to your high school self? Uh, to not be afraid of being a nerd and tinker away. That's a good one. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Um, some Blazers appreciates you coming on today to talk with us. Of course. This is a blast, Kiefer. Thank you, listeners, for joining us on this episode of STEM Blazers Podcast. Next week, we will be speaking with a new professional. To learn more about STEM Blazers, to donate, or to get involved, please visit us at stemblazers.org or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at STEM Blazers.